What's going on, people? I can't wait for you to hear this conversation I had with Will from Trail Spell with Will podcast. Uh, man, it was a lot of fun. Uh, man, lots of laughs. Uh, and uh, we answered the well, we try to answer dad questions, but uh, man, we just go left field, right field, left field, right. <laughs> we just go all over the place. Uh, we had a lot of fun. Uh, and uh, it ended up being about three hours long. So uh, I'm cutting it in two, give you an hour and a half at a time. And uh, really hope you uh, have as much fun listening to this podcast as we had recording it. So uh, it's a crossover podcast. So he's asking questions. I'm asking questions. And uh, yeah, lots of fun. So uh, let me know what you think. Brendan at dadsww.com or can't stand it. Hate mail at dadsww.com. Don't forget to check us out on the socials, Facebook at dadsww or Instagram at dadsww uh, podcast. Uh, and then Twitter, of course, at dadsww. Check it out. Thanks for listening. Dads Worldwide. Why? The first word in family management, family budgeting, insurance, bills. Food, vacations, research and development, homework, emails, phone calls. Last week we tried to do an oil change and ended up with a new car. Security, doors are locked, windows shut, house alarm is set. Fingerless gloves, dads worldwide. Loyal listeners, possibly you. Welcome to another episode of Dads Worldwide. I'm Brendan. And uh, welcome to another episode of Trio Spill with Will, and uh, I'm Will. <laughs> We're doing a crossover episode. I'm really excited to do this episode. Uh, like Will, yeah, Will and I, uh, Will and I met on Insta. <laughs> yeah, the new dating app. I know, right? <laughs> We're in love. <laughs> heart, I heart you. Uh, <laughs> it is <laughs> Romeo and Juliet. Uh, <laughs> what the fuck? I'm not killing myself. Yeah, first. Yeah, first. <laughs> oh, so you do it though. Cool. I mean, if, it, if, if let's talk about that real quick before we get into it. That's funny to me. That's always intrigued me about that story yeah. because the funny man in me is like, after she commits suicide, maybe yeah. I'm not that in love anymore, and yeah. maybe, maybe I'm like, ah, ah. She was hot, but, but she was dumb. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Let's think about this for a minute. Straight up, I mean, you saw oh. the egg on my head. I just got knocked out. What are you doing? Straight up. And yeah. didn't one of them like? Wasn't it like fake? Oh, yeah, I don't even remember. I don't even remember Romeo. <laughs> <laughs> I think. I think. I, I think. I think what it was is like she drunk some fake poison, and yeah. then, then it was like to fool somebody else and then that oh. thought that she was dead and oh, then he, and then killed, he himself. killed himself oh. and then she woke up it was like oh shit he's dead <laughs> like this is exactly why your parents didn't want you fucking with each other this is yeah <laughs> but go ahead man i'm sorry i'm <laughs> taking know, parents know what's best right they know what's best <laughs> they do dads worldwide mother. hell yeah <laughs> uh, so will is another one of these people who actually uh got our intro right right off so like uh he knew exactly where it came from so um uh, <laughs> if you don't know Step Brothers, you should yeah. probably find the nearest highway and just jump into traffic <laughs> <laughs> he said it not me <laughs> i'm playing guys it's yeah. it's all jokes yeah <laughs>
and uh, Will is a father. And Will, how many how many children? I have one 14 year old daughter. Yes. Yeah, I've got it, a lot of nieces and nephews. Oh, uh, nice, nice. One, uh, one child. I'm we're we're, th- we're in three, and man, woo, yeah. When yeah. was the last time you just had one? <laughs> oh, <laughs> nine years ago. Oh man. Yeah, well, eight and three quarters, I guess. Yeah, we could definitely talk about that, yeah, man, because yeah, that's right? two different. We're two different dads. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, all right. Well, Will agreed to answer some dad questions and then he's going to ask some questions of his own. So let's, uh, let's start it off. Will, what has been your proudest dad moment? Oh man. You know what? Is it okay to get, because this is, this, it seems like a simple uh, question, but because this just happened recently, it's going to get a little deep. No, do it. Well, um, between you, me, and our listeners, uh, a few months ago, actually last year around this time, my daughter was dealing with um, anxiety and depression. And I and excuse that train in the background. It only comes on when I'm trying to record a podcast, I swear. But, uh, but um, she was dealing with anxiety and depression, and we found out that she was cutting herself. Oh, no. So we went through this whole upheaval as a family we, we kind of we started digging at the roots I, and and we're you're blaming yourself as a parent you're you're trying to figure out how did this happen did we do this to our child because i'm not with my daughter's mom she's married they're happy he's cool we're cool mm-hmm. um but when we decided at the end of last year well actually our daughter came to us and was like therapy's not working i think i need to admit myself somewhere wow and that that's not the proudest moment the proud that was one of my lowest moments as just like a person but as she was going through the program and she graduated she let me know and this was my proudest moment when she graduated and got out of there she told me that i was one of the only people that actually tries to understand her and that 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 i'm it's she said it but when i say it it sounds like i'm 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 being arrogant but she said that no 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 like oh i can only imagine the the pride that you well i mean just the emotion emotion oh everything yeah but but she told me she was like dad you're the only reason that i even tried like to to go to the classes and do all that stuff because you made me understand how important family is and that, and, and how, and how, how much I, she, she understands now how much I really love her. You know what I mean? Like we, we tell our kids, we love them all the time, but I think that it's something clicked for her that didn't really click for me when I was her age with my parents. It came a little later for me, you know what I mean? And that, that kind of made me feel like, whoo, when you're, when you're iffy on your decisions, sometimes, you know, as a man, we gotta, we gotta make calls. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta have unpopular opinions sometimes, but she let me know, like, no dad, you're, you're basically the, perfect person to be my dad and i appreciate you and that shit made me i'm still beaming from it it's been months and and that's why every now and then on instagram you'll see me like post her texting me because yeah 
there's like a sixth sense with me and her. Um, she'll do like when I'm down or I don't feel like I'm in the, in the mood to talk to people. She'll just hit me up out of the blue and be like, Hey, old man, smile. You know what I'm saying? I'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm supposed to be doing this for you, you know, yeah. but, but, but that was, that was it. What about you, man? You got three. Yeah, I, how can I top this? I don't think I can top this. It's I, not even about that. Cause I'm I pretty sure it's not. up there. I know it's not. <laughs> it, 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 uh, Oh man, but I'm telling that if either one of my kids said that to me, I think I would be like, I'm not crying, you're crying. <laughs> like, I would go into like, I would be like butter at that point. So I, I man, that's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Um, no worries. I, I, oh man, what anytime <laughs> any one of my kids are kind to each other or another person, ah, yes. I. Because we hammer the golden rule. I hear you. Right? You treat people how you want to be treated. And they forget. I forget. I bet you forget sometimes. We all do. We, we all, all do. do. Like It's one of those things that like, but I, I we hammer that into them. So anytime they're kind, uh, even to their cousins or, and, you know, anyone uh, and and they and they use their manners like i know that's a ridiculous thing uh, but no, saying no. you know saying thank you and please wow is like i'm i'm glad that they do it and we and so that that really uh I, that makes me proud let, uh, me, let me tell yeah. you something about that brendan because i don't want you to downplay that bro because that that means just like you said you're drilling that that means you guys are nailing that because I don't know what the occasion is, but apparently it's fireworks time. Yeah. Why? Dude, you got a train. And none of this happened when you texted me and was yeah, like, yeah, hey, yeah. you ready? Nothing. It was it was quiet outside. You didn't, no. call, you didn't have to call your neighbor and tell him to do it. Like, right? You know, I guess they're celebrating like, us. The, this this episode is a celebration. Bro, I'm about to go on Dad's World Watch. Yeah. <laughs> Straight up. Give me all the Give me all the noise, all the obscure noises you can think of on a Tuesday night. Give it to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I really do want you to to really bask in that, man, because that that is something I, I I believe in building blocks. That's something real small, and I feel like a lot of people are missing that as adults. Yeah, just treating people like fucking human beings. Mm-hmm. Re- remember that you don't like to feel like shit so don't make people feel like shit i feel like and and how old are your kids uh nine seven and two what (laughs) you're in the middle you're in the sweet spot of being a dad man oh those are all great ages the two-year-old's giving us a run she's she's turning three soon she's uh she's got quite the attitude uh and my first two are boys so She's the yeah. ringleader. She's yeah. gonna she's yeah. she's gonna run them she for the rest it. of their lives. She owns them already. Yeah, they love her. <laughs> so it's it's pretty hilarious. Oh yeah. man. But I wanted to ask you something. Yes. Now you said something earlier before we started recording. You were like, Uh-oh. man, my wife, my wife probably wants to kill me by now, but <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, I know she does. <laughs> she's literally said it to me. She's <laughs> I don't. I, she started putting a knife under her pillow. I don't know. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But can you? One thing that I 
I I want to. Do, do they say big up anymore? Do the youth, do the youth, do the kids say that in the streets oh, anymore? Dude, you're asking the wrong person. I'm, I'm still saying like on fleek. <laughs> none of us should be saying that. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Oh, then, then. Oh, man. Again, that's, I guess that's kind of night it's going to be. I hope it's. Yeah, it's all I good. Hope, but, we can um, hear each other. It's all good. We're oh, so good. Grand Valley, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Maybe we can edit it later or something. Yeah. But, uh, but how is it having mm-hmm. your co-parent all the time? Because I don't have mine all the time. We have to. Yeah. It's 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 a little different. So how you know what I'm saying? Like outside of the kids, yeah. like not even the husband and wife, just coming up with compromises and how you guys are going to raise them. How does that work? Uh, she uses Jedi mind tricks on me a lot, huh. uh, which that Women. helps. <laughs> no, uh, Women. <laughs> <laughs> so communication's huge, obviously, right? Like knowing exactly what you want. Uh, right. And, uh, and then also uh, supporting each other in decisions, right? Even if you think maybe they're wrong, like you don't, you don't. Mm-hmm. You don't poop on them right in front of the kids, right? Like you, right. Don't, you don't poo poo that, right? Like because that's you got to uh, you can't divide and conquer. It's just not going to happen. Absolutely. So uh, yeah, I think it's really important to be on the same page. Um, and if you're not on the same page, to get there. Uh, so by by any means. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and it takes work. And, uh, um, she's definitely she's the uh, she's the head of the household. Um, She's taking care of the kids. She's cooking dinner. She's cleaning most of the time. Um, mm-hmm. I do what I can around the house, you know, when I can um, around the yard. But I mean, she does a ton, and she homeschools the kids now. So it, what? like, yeah, she's awesome. So yeah. uh, uh, you know, I'm really lucky that I have. I mean, she supports me. Uh, like I'm, I go to work and come back and help out when I, you know, when I get back from work, you know, and, right. um, so, uh, but I bet that makes you, I, I guess I, I said that wrong. Like I support her really. <laughs> I, I should say that. Like I support her because like, I'm, you know, I'm leaving the house. I'm, you know, she's taking care of the kids all day. So, and that's a lot of work. It's a ton of work. It sounds um, traditional though. You know, it, it sounds like the, it is. The I mean, it wasn't, home, uh, wasn't necessarily planned that way, but, uh, that's the way it, it happened. So, uh, I love that, man. Yeah. I, I I applaud that for real. <laughs> Thank I really you. That like uh, it's. I wanted her to homeschool originally, but uh, obviously she has to want to do it. <laughs> yeah, you know this isn't the twenties where I tell the the woman that she's gonna stay home barefoot, pregnant in the kitchen, right? To do what I tell her to do. That's just not the that's not the way anymore. Thank uh, you for saying that. Yeah. Uh. So you know, I I made it known that I'd I'd like her at homeschool, and she's a teacher. Like she went to school to be a teacher. So I was like, yeah, this is perfect. But she really likes teaching. You know, especially her babies. Yeah. So yeah. she, but she didn't want to homeschool. She wanted to go back to work. She wanted them to, you know, go to their own school and her teach at a school and that type of thing. And well, uh, COVID happened and masking happened and a bunch of stuff happened. And um, it was just easier to keep them out and, you know, do what we're doing. And, oh, yeah. Uh, and what she's doing. I'm not doing anything. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so, uh, so we're lucky enough that, that, uh, she's she's an awesome teacher, so their kids are that's killing it when it comes to academics. So no, now that's on fleek. Yeah, <laughs> <You know what laughs> <I'm saying? laughs> 
I'm sorry. I had to, I had to do it. I had to get it out. Yeah. Oh, man. You're going to give me props? Yeah. <laughs> Big ups to you. Big ups. <laughs> we'll we, raise the roof. Right. <laughs> you see, we, we could hit him with a whole bunch of 80s and 90s slang. Oh, some some people will know, some people definitely won't. definitely going to turn this podcast off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Speaking of that, man, your Martin episode killed me. Man. I when you were playing like when you, you, I'll say everyone here who is uh listeners of Daz Worldwide and not necessarily either gonna be Will uh, a listener of Will's podcast because he you gotta go listen to the Martin episode and you just like you played you played and like they talked about the culture and everything and I was just like oh my god I had no idea it was that deep because Martin Lawrence said you know like he plays a jackass on the show you know what I mean like. So, right. like when you when when you did this whole like breakdown of I was like, oh my god. Yeah, was, man. Oh, it was so good. It was really good. I really enjoyed that. I really thank you. Yeah. Thank you, man. Uh, I I uh I, I'll tell you something about that episode. That yeah. episode came from like I get a lot of inspiration from from dark things, things that you know what I'm saying. I that's what probably the reason why I became a comedian. We'll talk about that later. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. but that came in like, and I had broken up with, with my lady. And one of the last things that we kind of did together was uh, she hit me up one day and she was like, let's watch Martin from the very first episode. Let's just yeah. start from the beginning. And then we broke up halfway through it. I, you know what I'm saying? And when, when anything like that happens, like I try and not do anything that reminds me of that person or the situation, and it's really how just, do you not watch Martin? Because if if <laughs> no, I know, I know, you, you I feel me? Okay, so so it was it was just it was just the time. You know what? I need to do something productive. I can't sit here and 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 wanna talk to her. She's the one to help me start my podcast, and oh, wow. I was I was like, you know what? Even though we're not together. I know we don't hate each other and I know that she would want me to do something to like lighten up the mood. <clears throat> and it made me really jump back into the show. And I, it, before I even thought about doing the episode, but as I was watching it, I just, cause I smoke, I smoke a lot of trees. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, you know what I'm saying? I don't know if that's a dad's worldwide thing. Dad's worldwide is you do you as long as you ain't hurting nobody. That's exactly that's what worldwide is. Amen. And um, one night I was just watching it and I was like, you know what? There are so many things that Martin was trying to tell us without trying to tell us. And that, and since I, I write, I write screenplays too. That yeah, yeah man, I'm, I'm trying to break it. Busy man. Um, trying to use all of the talents all of the interests <laughs> you know what i mean but it yeah. made me really like oh yeah uh jerome is a character that makes us laugh but who was jerome in martin's life to make him come up with that character you don't just sit in a room and be like ah aha i've got this character no yeah. you had to know somebody somebody yeah. talked to you so i started really looking at the show and <laughs> And it was just, it it was it was just Martin and Gina's relationship is kind of the way we all want our relationships to go. You want somebody you want to joke with, but mm -hmm. Martin did represent a lot of toxic 
masculinity. And I feel like that's what he was trying to expose. Because if you noticed, and I said this on the episode, every episode is him doing something stupid, just like yeah. you said, he's a jackass. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, it, but the only person that can get through to him, and you can relate to this, is a Jedi mind trick yeah. from his lady. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing, like, to me, that's not toxic. That's not toxic in a way. Like, that's just him being you know, stupid and her, like, reeling him in. You know what I mean? Ah, like, like yes. to, me, to me, that's, uh, like, like, like I have a bunch of entrepreneurial ideas, right? Like they're and they're stupid. Like they're really stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta hear some. I yeah, gotta yeah, hear like, some. I was gonna do a taco truck or like a car wash in this one place, and like my my wife just like she just needs to look at me and go, "You're an idiot." <laughs> like, <laughs> and I'm like, "Yeah, you're right. Probably not a good idea." You know? Like I, I'm gonna open up a taco truck in like the middle of a uh, a town that has like 400 occupants, like a population <laughs> like 400 people talking about a limited you know audience. Like not a good idea, right? Right. Like, so you know, so it's like that that kind of stuff. Like you just do stupid things and then you know you reeled it in because anytime like I feel like Martin tried to do like that toxic like yo I'm the man in this relationship. She always was like oh yeah <laughs> yeah exactly. you want to talk about that exactly. yeah exactly yeah. and that kind of speaks to us as a society like on a on a more serious deeper level like as far as women go anything that a man does is considered toxic but like you said sometimes it's just us being being like unaware we don't we're not aware that that offends because we spend our time with men all day and well, we, I gotta, well, this this brings up another. We we strayed from the question, but like I gotta <laughs> ask you this. Like, go ahead. So it's like a everyone. Uh, well, not everyone, but people complain that it's a patriarchal society, right? Like that men like rule the world. Like I know more men that are scared of their wives than aren't. You know what I mean? Like, yes. so to me, like I don't see that. Like I don't see that society as far as like. I mean, I guess there's more men in like powers of you know positions of power i guess you could say that that but really those people i bet you if you went to their house their their wife runs that household you know what i absolutely. mean absolutely absolutely it's the only way bills get paid and kids yeah. get taken care of you yeah. know what i'm saying yeah 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 all right go ahead go ahead go ahead let's get into more questions we can keep going let's go let's go all right all right it's a zombie apocalypse where are you going what are you using as a tool mm. This is a great question. I don't know yeah. how many people would think that. Yeah, Will actually, is in Florida, and people eat people's faces in Florida. Say, we got, we got seen, Florida man. You know what I mean? Yeah, dude. You have a lot of zombies down there. And I love, love, love The Walking Dead. I, uh, yeah. I, I literally think about these things. Okay, so you said it was three It was three parts. It was, no, where, no, zombie apocalypse. Where are you going? I'm, what tool do you use? Okay, where am I going? Mm. I don't know what the first thing I have to do is if we're in real time and it's happening right now, I got to gather my neighbors that have resources. There you go. <laughs> and, and, and I have to and I have to talk to them. I can't be a Rick Grimes and I can't be Negan. I have to be like a medium between them and under and let them understand hey guys this has nothing to do with the zombies this is all this is all psychological because we're going to turn on each other yeah. you know and what would i use for a tool yeah what's your zombie killer tool 
because I was in the military and I and I love love hand to hand and bullets run out. I think I would have something similar to Lucille. Because mm, yeah, something that can can if that's if they're walking dead zombies and not World War Z zombies. The Brad Pitt zombies, you know what movie yeah, I'm talking about? As hell, yeah, like the 28 Days Later zombies. Oh, like, they, like they can run and shit. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, then, then I need a, you need I need a AR-15. <laughs> you need a gun. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think that's, I think that's what I'm using. And I'm, and, and my kid, my kid would have, would, would handle the, the, the firepower. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> All right. What made you? What made you think of that? Because I, because where would you go? Oh, let's see. Um, let's see. You always go to the cabin. I mean, it or, doesn't matter where the cabin is. You just go to the cabin. The cabin. <laughs> go to the cabin. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, <laughs> what the hell? And then, um, like, oh man, like, you know, now that you said Lucille, like, I'm like, I don't know if I have enough AR rounds that would last me an apocalypse, you know? Like, I've got enough that I could batten down the hatches for quite a while, but, oh, man. And right. These assholes keep up in the price of ammo. Um, so, yeah, you, I mean, <laughs> See, I, we're still thinking, we're still yeah. thinking like that, and I think you need that. Keep talking. I want to hear yeah, this. Yeah. Well, I think I'm going to get a reloading kit after this, but then um, I'm going to, I'm going to go with uh, a Katana blade. Because you can reach oh. them. Like, that's a sharp MF, right? Like you, like that's. So you're Michonne. You're gonna, yeah, you're gonna take heads off with that. So you're Michonne. Uh, okay. Yeah. Why did we both pick uh, weapons that were used on Walking Dead? Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> that was the most gangster. Like, unless you don't know how to use it. Yeah. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Oh, I'll probably chop off a foot, but I feel like I could still survive. <laughs> I need a tourniquet. Do that. <laughs> Get me the wheelchair. <laughs> you don't. I'd be, oh, yeah, I'd be so dead. <laughs> next uh, question, though. No. Next, yeah. okay. next question. Okay. All right. Um, oh man. So this is a tough one. I don't know anything about I about your your past. So what was the most important thing your dad passed on to you? So I hope oh. you. I don't know your history, so that's cool. That's cool, and you know that it's I'm getting dangerous. Ready to... it, well, it's a dangerous question asking some people that. I've had some people be like, "I didn't know my dad." Oh. Or, I had one guy tell me his dad was murdered, so I didn't know. Damn, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not supposed to laugh at that, but yeah, see, yeah, yeah. That, that would have made me laugh in the interview. I would have been like, "Ah, oh, I should have did some research." <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'm an idiot. <laughs> yeah, you can move on if you don't want to answer it. So no, man. Um, and and j be ready because I'm gonna sure. redirect it to you. Yeah. Um, this is, this is definitely, you're asking good questions, dog, because my hundredth episode a few months back, um, I talked to like five people in my life and asked them basically, what about me made them fuck with me? Like, why, why are they my <laughs> friends? Like, you know what I'm saying? And, and I, yeah. and I was talking to my dad and actually I'm lying. I asked my mom if she would do a segment that yeah. I can add to the show when she was like, you don't want me on your podcast because what? I might embarrass you. Yeah, that's what I said. I was like, well, then that's that's, that's a, a no. I can delete it. <laughs> right, right. And why would you automatically want to down me <laughs> on yeah. my podcast? Like, yeah, thanks, mom. Shit on me, mom. And, and my dad, he ended up 
um, and this this kind of this meant a lot to me because this is he got out. This is after he got out of the hospital. Yeah. I mean, right before he went in the hospital, and because um, because uh, he had a heart condition, he's still here, thank God. Yeah. But um, we talked. I already had like an hour and a half. I only needed 15 minutes from him. He gave me like an hour and a half. But I think the the biggest thing that and, and it's nothing he said. The biggest thing my pops has shown me. Give me one second. Let me ignore that call. <laughs> um, the biggest thing is the biggest part of being a man <clears throat> is adapting and and always being always being in a position to help even if you don't want to help because my dad is that wow. go-to guy yeah in our family like we got a huge family you know what i'm saying and just today we had a talk like my aunt needs help and my dad had to make the call you know what i'm saying like that's yeah. the kind of dude i want to be that's the kind of dad i want to be like he was always there so i think the biggest thing that I, I picked up from my dad is that a man no matter how he feels has to solve problems i like it what about you though all right so hard work and perseverance ah uh, yes my <laughs> My father is probably one of the hardest working guys I know. Uh, he just, he never stopped. Um, and I think it was a good and bad thing, honestly, to <laughs> be completely upfront. Uh, I feel like sometimes he chose work over us. And maybe <laughs> I, I, and I don't know if I feel that way righteously. You know what I mean? I feel you. Um, I, I, I can't say for sure. Cause I don't, I don't have a great memory when it comes to like being a kid and stuff like that, but that's how I felt at the time. So, um, and, but also like th that, uh, yeah, that work ethic, Yeah, you know, just being the best at your job, knowing your job and shining at your job. Like, uh, he was good at it. He was really good at it. Uh, and, so it, it uh that kind of showed me and he did not have a glorious job like he was a he was like the vice president or a manager at like a furniture store like so it was like not a glorious job but he like but he made that job like he just he just made that job he, he made it his job like they was just like i don't know how to put it like it was him like he just you know like he made that job his bitch like he was just like he, you know, so he was good at, he was great at it. And, uh, he made that store run, uh, That's and, dope. You know, and when he got sick and left, like that store went bankrupt, <laughs> man, he so, was the glue, he was the glue. Go, man. So like, there you go. Like, yeah, three years did, later, did you gone. see, did you see like how, how, like from, from that business after he left, after it failed, did you see basically how important he was and why your family stuck stuck together. So unless I just my, did what you did and I didn't do no research. No, no, no. It's all good. My dad passed away uh, a couple years ago. 
Oh man, I'm sorry uh, to hear that. No, it's a, it's good. Yeah, thank you. It it happens, right? Like right. he got sick and like uh you know surgeries. He had brain cancer, so he was doing all kind of uh, like treatments and stuff like that. And he was still working, and I kept trying to get him to like not work. Right. <laughs> you know, and and he wasn't where he was at like when you know obviously before surgery and stuff like that. But he was still pretty good. You know, he could still you know. He could, mm-hmm. manage, he could still sell some furniture and stuff like that. And, uh, but, uh, still had his faculties about him. Yeah. He still, yeah. We, I mean, man, we were lucky. Like, well, they tell you, like, once diagnosis within two years, most people pass away. And we had him for like four. So, you know, yeah, we, it was awesome. We were really lucky. Uh, um, so, um, like I, so I worked at that store when I was a kid, so I saw my dad in action. So I knew exactly what was going on. Um, hmm. you know, hmm. so, uh, I, I knew exactly who was running that place. And, uh, because the owner was always going on vacation and the other, the other guy that was supposed to be helping run the store was never there either. <laughs> so what? you know, like I saw my dad run the place. So like it was, it was easy to see who was, uh, making them money. So hmm. You know, it, uh, but you know, that, that taught me how to be, you know, especially at work. So, uh, um, I'm, I'm proud of that fact. Uh, but I also am not, I'm, I choose my children every time. Um, I'm not going to miss a ball game. I'm not going to miss right uh, me, uh, whatever, whatever they choose to do. I'm going to it. I don't care. <laughs> you know I, what? They can fire me. I don't care. Like I work is 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 secondary tertiary i mean it's like is way down the line when it comes to my life um i i'll su- i'll sweep floors and uh, mop floors at mcdonald's if i have to i right. don't like it like i just i want to be i want to be home so. you know what i think that's another thing ironically on the back end that he taught you oh you yeah know? for sure even even though he wasn't there to he wasn't always there as much as you guys liked but you know he wanted to be so the thing is, like, I I know he hated that job. Hmm. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure he, he. So okay, so I think he liked the job, um, and but there's you know I think I think people sometimes always hate their job, whether they love it, you know, 99 percent of the time there is that one percent of the time where you can't stand it. Exactly. You know what I mean? And so there was a lot of times for him. I mean, he was there for a long time, like 30 or 40 or something like that. It was ridiculous. Like, he, he was there for a long time. So like, it's not like. You know, like of course you're gonna have your bad times. So I think sometimes he really, really disliked being there. Uh, but um, he, you know, and and I'm not like I, I feel like I'm portraying him as like being a, a dickhead. But no, like, no, not at all, not at all. He, he, he just like always, you see it. Yeah, yeah. He didn't always choose work over us. Like that. Like he he went to ball games and stuff like that. But sometimes you know it was just like he was like no, no, that's work time, you know, and that type of thing. So, um, I I wish he had taken more time with us. But I hey, he also gave us a great life. So there's no arguments there, you know. So, see, and uh, that's the trade off. Like yeah, I mean, and some, you know maybe he had to do it. Like I don't know all the circumstances, and maybe I'm just being a little bitch. Like when I'm like, <laughs> you know? no, man. see, and, and, and you know what? You sound like me. Like you, like you've had this conversation with yourself a oh, lot of time. time, like all the time. I feel guilty about it. Like I feel guilty, legitimately guilty. And, and and I think that that's what you have to do to be like because I have these talks all the time with the other parents, my, you know what I'm saying? My friends in my life where it's like, all of us are trying to give our kids, even our parents did this. Yeah. Tr- we're trying oh, yeah. to be better than our parents were. 
We're, and, and I don't think that's you shitting. I don't think that's us shitting on our parents. I think that that is, that's us realizing, oh, okay, they didn't have a manual for this either. Oh, no, definitely and not. They, and, they, and they still, we still turned out pretty good. So if I can tweak these things, then that's one thing that you will never compromise. And your three kids will always benefit from that because you feel like you didn't always have it. So in a sense, ironically, he taught you that because I'm pretty sure, just like you said, he wanted to, but you just like just like you, you you literally just said it. The guy that owns the store, he's never there. The other guy's supposed to be helping, he's never there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like if I don't do. yeah. Right. Yeah. And if I don't go to work, guys, like I can love y'all I won't, but your mom's gonna be asking where the food's at. You guys yeah. are gonna be losing weight, they're gonna try and come take you guys from us and then <laughs> you know and I have to stop locking you in the closet. Wait, what? right, right, right. <laughs> no, so, like, yeah, so the, <laughs> you nuts, man. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, and uh, yeah, I mean I play that over my head all the time, but I think also back to you know that time where like uh like we're talking right now like this conversation is not being had and it's not being had in a public setting right like we're talking emotions we're talking feelings we're talking you know like all of this stuff and this is not that's not happening 20 years ago 30 years ago like that's just not happening you're right like, you know men were like you know i don't steal cages yeah i never saw my dad cry huh and 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 who's I'm sure same? he did. Like I mean, he's not an emotionless, t- you know. But I'm like, he probably did it behind closed doors. Exactly. Like, and I know, only but... saw mine. I only saw mine cry once. Yeah. And 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 man, that's that's a story in itself. I won't tell it. I won't tell the whole thing. But yeah. I can. I but I remember because I, I had to be like, well, my little brother was probably two. And we're four years apart, so I was about six. And um, I don't know what happened. Like I even said it the other day on Instagram, like seeing my parents pray and read their Bible and stuff together. You know what I'm saying? I'd be like, man, there was a time where we wished y'all got a divorce because y'all would fight about everything. (laughs) But but you finally figured it out. But I think my mom, I don't know what he did, but all I know is that we were going to grandma's house. And that was the only time that I saw my dad cry. You know wow. what I'm saying? And we were back within two weeks. I don't know what he had to do, but uh, but he did it. And um, and can I tell you, can I tell you a quick story about my yeah, parents? Of course. Yeah. I was uh talking to my mom a few years back, and because they're getting older, I like to pick their brains and just I just want to just in case there's stuff they want to tell me that they don't think I want to hear. But I asked them about stuff and I asked my mom. Uh, how they how 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 did y'all end up together? And she didn't really tell me how they met, but she did tell me that when she was pregnant with me, uh, my dad used to, you know, do illegal stuff. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And uh, he was getting ready to do that with one of his cousins. He was gonna run the run to Georgia and come back. And my mom told him, "You can go." <laughs> And this is while she's pregnant with her first child. Oh, Jesus. She's like, but if you go, when you come back, I'm not going to be here. And I have a dad, which means that he didn't go. Wow. You know what I mean? And little stuff like that is is what makes me want to be the dopest dad that I can be. No matter what the situation is with me and my daughter's mom, as long as she knows that 
I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. I'm cool. You know what I mean? My bad. I'm being long-winded, man. No, it's okay. I mean, like, co-parenting is, I mean, that's an episode in itself, and right. it's hard. I, I can't imagine. Um, I've only met a few couples that actually are uh, completely simpatico, you know, like, they are just, like, on point. Like, they're just, you know, uh, like, I was at a at a friend's house, and this guy was like, hey, my name's, well, I forget what his name was, but he was like, hey, yeah. and I'm like, oh, okay, like, how do you know the? How do you know uh, these people? And he's like, "Oh, that's my ex-wife." Mm-hmm. I'm like, "Oh, that's awkward." <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, but if you're cool with it, I'm cool with it. Like, right. I don't, you know, like it's just. But they had a son together, and you know, so he he was the oldest. You know, that son was the oldest one in the house, and they had, and then, and then the new husband and wife had, you know, a couple girls, and they were all like really good friends. Um, and it yes. was. I don't know why it was so awkward for me. Like I felt really awkward. It's the, I think it's the structure that you grew up with and the, and what you have at home yourself. You can't imagine it working. Yeah. Well that in like society tells you that, uh, that moms and dads fight like when they get divorced. Right. 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 all All the movies, all the, everything you consume. This is what, this is what happens. Like, Oh no, that we hate each other. exactly you know and uh so like i don't know so it was so and like it didn't matter to me like but it was just weird (laughs) yeah it was weird it was weird for us i'm i'm my daughter was like four or five years old and asked me because her mom has this has she's 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 a dope ass person but she's got this job where she's she's always relocating Oh, geez. But when my daughter was young, young, five, six years old, she was like, I, she told me it was one time they had an event at school and they lived in North Carolina at the time. And I was still in Florida. Wow. And, and, she, and when she came home that, that Christmas, she just asked me, she was like, why can't you come why you can't come to school when, when it's, you know what I'm saying? She didn't. And I had to have that conversation with her at a young age, yeah. um, which I kind of appreciate. It, it was awkward at the time, but we had to explain to her, like she was thinking until she saw a bunch of moms and dads together, she thought yeah. we were a regular family. And yeah. Now, <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? She thought yep. that the divided family was a regular family. And I had to explain to her what happened with me and mom without bad mouthing mom and 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 just getting her to understand like hey you still have your mom and dad you just you you just be dad just doesn't live there and if dad lived there i'd be there you know what i mean but but that was that was awkward at first and it took a lot of the adults just getting over themselves you know um i i know me especially um because once you don't get what you want, it's easy to start pointing fingers and and oh, being and, angry and yeah, and and, and it can yeah. exactly and it can turn into just like what you said, nothing but fights. Because it took it took me and uh, Lachelle, uh, uh, my daughter's mom. It took us the bigger part of the first seven years of her life to understand that no matter what happens between us, she's going to depend on both of us. She yeah. loves both of us. She, and we had to kind of, I had to bite my tongue a little more 
Mm-hmm. Uh, she had to, she, and she had to communicate a little bit more. And now, especially after what I told you at the beginning of the episode with this whole depression thing, we've really had to be cohesive. Oh yeah, come together and really, yeah, man, and pick out and 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 really take roles seriously. So, how was your first meeting with the new hubby? That surprisingly went good the one before him i wanted to strangle him (laughs) (laughs) yeah man but with with this guy um, he is he's everything that i feel i wasn't for her you know what i'm saying Yes. Yeah. Okay. And, All right. And and we had we had the talk. We and thank God, like that he smokes because uh we, <laughs> that helps. And 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 what's crazy is that he's white. He's Irish, man. Get so, out of here. Yeah, man. So it was like you related I, to Bill Burr. Yeah, kind of. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, and I realized that <laughs> we had more in common. Number one, than I wanted to admit. Yeah. Um. He he loves basketball and stuff. So I think that was our first initial common ground, and mm-hmm. and I had to talk with him. And once he the, the the talk for for the listeners, you guys that aren't necessarily parents, um, if you have another person come into your your co-parent's life, I think every man has to have that talk about who I am to my daughter. And who you are to her mother. You are not her dad. I am not her boyfriend, husband. You know, I have yeah. to, there's some things we basically have to share these people. Yeah. And we I have agree to, on boundaries, right? Like you're perfect. Yeah. That's yeah. the perfect way to put it. Um, and uh, when I talked to Brian, he was, he, I kind of felt like he was intimidated a little bit because he didn't want to have the conversation, but I had to make him comfortable. Like, look, man, you're doing number one, something that I wasn't equipped to do, you know, you, and you made an honest woman out of her. You, you married her and you've shown my daughter, nothing but love. I trust you. As long as nothing happens to her, I'm fine. That doesn't mean I want you to just beat up on her mom, but you're not that kind of guy. You know what I'm saying? As long as you love them, I'm fine. I'm fine with you loving my daughter as long as you understand that I even though we didn't work, I still love her mom. It's just a different type of love now. So now whenever they come in town cuz they they live uh they probably live like 3 hours away now. Okay. Um they're back they're back home for the most part. But every time they come here, uh they stay with my parents. Like her my daughter's mom has a great relationship with my parents. It's like oh, awesome. Yeah. You know what I mean? So whenever she comes, he's welcome. And we they have to break us up. You know what I'm yeah. saying? <laughs> Me and her husband. Right. <laughs> right. And I think that for a while it was awkward for Lachelle. Because I don't think she anticipated that. Because I'm such a shoot from the hip. I can be very brash. Yeah. You know, I, you know, it, but I think that that helped with me and hers communication as well. Like she sees that, Hey man, I'm not, 
I'm not trying to ruin ruin that. The easy the, the when you're happy, the easier it is for me to deal with you when it comes to our daughter. You know, so it it took a lot of uh humbling myself though. I'm not gonna sit here and be like, oh, from day one I was cool with it because no, I wasn't. Well, if I put myself in Brian's shoes, I think that's an awkward conversation to have. Yeah. Um, it, it's an important one, but like if I'm in his shoes, like I understand like, yeah, yeah, that's gotta be tough. I, I just, I don't even know how to put it. Like that's gotta be tough. Like to, to, I mean, and I'm glad that he's caring and he's loving uh, with your daughter and he obviously loves Lachelle. So, but, but like having that conversation with you has to be somewhat intimidating. Yeah. Uh, and, and you know what? And I mean to cut you off, no, no. Um, I, I also had to have a talk with my daughter. Yeah, because she, you know, kids, man. Oh yeah, she, you ain't my and, dad, <laughs> right? Right. And I and I had to explain to her, like, look, when I'm not around, I need you to look at him as if he's an extension of me. He's he's not. If he loves mom, he knows that y'all come as a package deal. Your mom's only mm-hmm. kid. So he's going to love you too. I know you're not going to, you don't like everything that I tell you, yeah. but, but you, but you listen to me. So I want you to do the same thing with him. And then, and then if you don't, if you don't just talk to me about it, if, if he does anything that you don't like, talk to me and then let me handle it, but don't disrespect him. Yeah, because, <laughs> yeah. yeah, because yeah. it'll be too easy. And then if I was that dick, I'd be like, yeah, I'd tell you, yeah, he ain't your daddy. Why don't you? Yeah, you did. You make sure you let him know that every time he could. No, nah, man. No, nah, that's you want to have peace yeah. in your household, in your family, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's not good for anyone to have that. To, yeah. That whole for dynamic. For real, bro. Yeah. Man, we got, we, we we got kind of deep. Yeah, we like we like got off way off uh, topic. We've got like three questions in here. All right. Listen, this is an easy one. This is going to be quick. All right. Uh, toilet toilet paper over or under. <laughs> under, because I mean, I feel like you're a sociopath. If well, you know, well, wait a second here. Let's just be clear about what you're saying. Okay. Okay. Paper goes. Okay. Over or under? Like over? Like it's coming at you, or under? Like you have to go reach underneath. The oh wall. no! Then I'm the opposite. I'm the opposite. Okay. Man. Okay. okay. I thought I was gonna have to end this interview. Oh man, I'm so glad. I'm so glad you made that clarification because <laughs> I was just like, what the hell did he just say to me? Right. Because what if you pull too much? All you have to do is just bloop and it rolls itself up. Just, but if you do it the other way, you're it's like I don't know. I don't know what the equivalent to that would be. Um so my my seventh grade uh, or eighth grade, I don't remember, but Filto, Mrs. Filto, she was my science teacher. She was fantastic. She was she was one of those teachers that like she just she just loved science. Word. She was so excited to teach science, like it blew my mind, like how much. She, and she was like one of those crazy, like you would like, oh, this lady, the crazy cat lady or something like that, right? Like, <laughs> and I don't know, like maybe she was, maybe she wasn't, I don't know. But she was an awesome teacher, and she was uh, just excited about what she was teaching which you can tell right like it, it flowed through her. well she used to talk about her one-armed husband and then if she put the toilet paper oh under God. and not over he would get really bad because he couldn't he couldn't like stop the roll if she went under because it would just keep going <laughs> that's nuts, that's, that's, that's crazy dude. That oh my crazy. god 
So yeah, I over is the only way to go. I'm pretty sure there's specifications online. If you look it up, uh, <laughs> it, it is a, a thing. Um, so I'm glad you I'm glad you changed your answer. That was thank you, thank ooh, you for giving yeah, me the clarification because really, really I hate it. I would have hated to get uh, canned on my first attempt. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, I don't know. We had some uh, communication issues. Yeah, Will's gone. He's done. Yeah. <laughs> He's uh, a piece of trash. Because yeah. of, you you ask about toilet paper. Just ask about toilet paper, and you'll see what I saw. <laughs> uh, oh, all right. Man. All right. So we got two more questions. Let's. Uh, what is one thing that you hope your kid learns from you? Oh, man. We kind of just talked about it the other day. Decision making. I, I talked to her. I want her to understand that as she gets older, she's going to have to make decisions and that she's going to have to be okay with whatever the outcome is because people on the outside, even her parents sometimes, are never gonna let her live down a bad one people are always going to focus mm -hmm. on your mistakes people are always going to remember your last bad decision you could have made a hundred good ones but they're always going to try and remind you of those bad ones so when you make decisions you're going to have to make sure that you thought it all the way out and that you can live with whatever the outcome is because as you get older you don't want people to be able to talk you out of your own greatness it's because your decision making is you you know i can because yeah. I, I, I lived a, a lot of my life trying to make decisions to keep other people happy and i oh, was yeah. miserable worse yeah you know and and even like and i think that she was old enough to um come up with it because like i kind of touched on uh when she was going through this depression thing, there was a there was a day where she called me crying. And my baby said, Daddy, I want to be here, but I don't want to be here. And this is a 14 year old telling me this. And I had a talk with her and maybe like three weeks later, she was fine. But for like three weeks she was fine and it came rushing back and she called me again and she was like i need you to talk to mommy i was like what do you mean she was like i'm trying to do everything that these therapists are telling me to do and it's not working i can't get rid of the thoughts and she does not want to she doesn't want to admit me anywhere and i and i was like uh, it's uncomfortable, but I had to talk to her mom and me and her mom had to have a conversation and we basically were like, okay, we're going to have to admit her because if we don't and she really hurts herself, we'll never be able to live down the fact that she came to us. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? We didn't want to do it, but we did it. And, and that made me realize like, you know what? My daughter's a little bit more mature than we're giving her credit for like she's a kid but she's she understands herself you know and that I'm kind really, of like i'm really happy that she was asking for help straight up and we you are too like, i mean she I, I can't i can't oh man i can't even imagine what you guys went through and but i mean the 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 thought the forethought that she had that to say like no i need to be admitted like i i i 
I can't be, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I, yeah, you're, I think you're dead on like, geez, way mature, more mature. And I told her, I, I told her this, I was like, man, because think about this, Brendan, when we were th that age, we couldn't, no matter how we felt, we couldn't go to our parents and be like, Hey, I'm depressed. Yeah. We didn't, we didn't even know that we were, the way we were feeling was yeah. normal or abnormal. We were just told to, Hey, you got to get up and go to school. Yeah. You you got to go, you got to do what you have to do. And I think that's why we have a lot of not, not to downplay it or just make it a joke, but that's why we have psychopaths because you know what I'm saying? We have rapists, pedophiles because their childhood was fucked up. They didn't yeah. they didn't really know how to navigate it. And the people that were there to help them didn't really help them because they got their own issues that they were probably holding on to since they were kids and they're in the whole cycle. You know what I mean? Yeah, so to toxic stress for kids, man. And like it just oh, it haunts them for the rest of their life if they have straight it for too long a time. And um like but like we we were talking before like the you know dads didn't cry dads didn't talk about their feelings and this goes with um a guy I had on the show his name's rob kenny he he uh dad how do i the youtube channel he huh. he he his mom went to a therapist and she, she had she was she was drinking a lot she was depressed and the therapist told her to go buy a hat wow can you imagine that this, this is what I'm paying you all this money for, you son of a bitch. Yeah, but that, <laughs> but that was in the 70s, right? Like, okay. So, so how how far have we come in 50 years? Right, and now it's almost like I think Bill Burr said this. It's like you have you run the risk of over correcting where it's like oh yeah 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 for sure you coddling the society <laughs> yeah. right right and and that's why I uh and I think that's kind of why I took took so much pride in her telling me that I understand her because I had to tell her like while she was there, I was like, this is on you. You wanted, you told us you wanted to be admitted. We admitted you. Now you have to do the work. Yeah. You have to do the work. If these people are telling you that, that this works, this is the formula. You can't, you can't buck against that and then come home and then do the same thing. You you have to do the work now. If you would have maybe you'd have an excuse, but you came to us. We're not we're not we didn't make this yeah. happen yeah. for you. You know what I mean? We didn't want you to go because and I know your mom hated it because I've been without you your long periods of time. But that month and a half, two months, that killed your mom. You know what I'm saying? Not even to make you feel bad, but we want you to come home. The faster you get through the process the faster you get home yeah. but if you but if you go in there and you bullshit and you don't talk to the therapy i mean to the therapist and you don't tell them how you really feel they're not going to be able to help you baby and then when you come home you don't talk to us like that what's going to happen and i think that she started to really see it and she she accelerated herself man she was home before we even thought she wow. would be home you know but uh, but it was definitely dog. That was that's a good question because I that's a lot of self checking. It's a lot of asking myself, is, am I? And maybe you've done this already with your kids. If not, it's probably coming. Is is what I'm telling them, and what am I telling my kids? Is it really about helping them, or is this about an insecurity or an embarrassment that I have? 
that I, you know what I'm saying? Is this, oh, yeah. is yeah. this something in me? Cause if I'm, if I'm honest, if it was up to me and her mom, our insecurities would have overlooked her real issue and we wouldn't have helped her. Yeah, she wouldn't talk to us now. She would just look at us like the rest of these and, and just just kind of the way you look yeah. at adults as a teenager, like, oh, these assholes, they don't understand us. They don't yeah. they don't care. I asked you for help and you didn't help me. Period. Yeah. And and that's a bad place to be as a parent because yeah. you you lost them. They don't do you lost that do. trust. And then how do you get that back? It's tough, man. Anytime you've anytime anyone's betrayed you, how often have you given that trust back right away? You know? You know, and if you're not asking yourself those questions as a parent, as a dad, I I don't think that you can effectively run a household or be a good father because it's always going to come down. Like, I love movies that like um, like Ricky Bobby. (laughs) (laughs) You ain't first, you're last. (laughs) Right. And that stuck with him for the rest of his life. You know what I'm saying? It took him getting in that car with that mountain lion. (laughs) <laughs> to beat something that his dad yeah. told him, but the only person that could help him fix that was his dad. Oh, yeah, his dad. Yeah, yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? It, 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 well, if you don't chew big red, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. Yeah, I don't want to had to say it. Said all it. all those commercials they were doing. Oh, it was so. Funny. <laughs> Shout out to Will Ferrell and John C. Riley for yeah, giving us some guy. of the great oh, yeah. oh man, go yeah. ahead though, man, because I I feel like every question you ask is supposed no, to be like good. no, it, it, it uh, like I think that's huge, like uh, decision making. Like I've I've been asking this all along. Like, how do you teach a kid critical thinking skills? Because like I feel uh, that in all of my public schooling and all you know growing up. I don't feel like I critically thought about a lot of stuff. We didn't. Um, it took me until I was about like 30 where I was like. All the what? outcomes, all like, the what? possibilities. Like, this, is good. this is what's going to happen. Like, and I'm, and then I became politically aware and then, oh, like, oh my God. Like that ruins everything. 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 It you- like you're then you're like oh well, I'm a Democrat or I'm a Republican and then you realize they're all lying to you and then you then then it blows your mind again you know bro like, what that the is the hell is going on like, that is the perfect segue yeah. that is the perfect segue to get into that to that gun issue if you wanted to because yeah, do, do, do you remember do you remember I'm gonna ask you a question now all right um because what I tell people is my reality shattered and I had to kind of put it back together. Do you remember when your reality shattered and you were like, Oh, this isn't the, what I thought it was at all. Well, reality as far as what, like well, as as the like way politics, as far as well, like, the way, the way things work, the way the world is ran, the way our country is set up, the, all the politics of things that you were just talking about, like, oh, shit, Republicans are Democrats. <laughs> what? They used to be so, Democrats, but now they're re- what? Like, all right. Well, I mean, yeah. So this is like it was it was an evolution for me. I it wasn't I don't think it was one like just. It wasn't just one like instance where I was just like, boom, like, oh my God, like this just happened. Uh, I, 
so I like I would say 29, 30 years old. I was out in the desert patrolling with the United States Border Patrol, Word. and I I picked up this Patriot Radio on Sirius XM, huh. and, and I started listening to conservative talk radio, and I was like, "Wow, these guys make a lot of sense." So I'm like, "But you know what? I I I, I literally did this. I said I want to be fair, so I I seeked out this Democrat radio, like left leaning radio." And I listened to them and I'm like, well, these guys are fools. <laughs> so, so I, uh, so I, I figured out where I, I fit. Uh, mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, well, I guess I'm a Republican. Uh, so I, I just, I went with that for quite a while, uh, quite a few years. Mm-hmm. And uh, I forget what it was. I think when the bailout started happening, Oh, like, the real estate and the like stock everything. market. Yeah, like everything. Like uh, I forget. I think I was listening to like Sean Hannity or something like that on the radio, mm-hmm. and he was talking shit about GM, and sh- and then all of a sudden, like he he goes to a commercial break, and it's a GM commercial. Huh. Uh, like, I'm like, uh, I was like, wait a second here, happened <laughs> <laughs> here. So he kind of like that kind of clicked me to go into a different direction. And, uh, yeah, so I think that probably was like my aha moment where I was like, how old uh, are you now? I'm 43. Okay. So I'm right behind you. I'm 40. I just turned 42. Okay. So, well, I'm 43 in October. Sorry. 42. Yeah. We're, 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 we're yeah. yeah, 1980, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. So, so that is interesting because you basically saw people are full of shit. Like you, you'll say anything. Yeah, I mean, I think I think if you pay attention, like even just a little bit, um, and you don't, uh, you don't go hardcore right, hardcore left. You don't like it, no matter what a Republican exactly. says or no matter what a Democrat says. Like you don't go hardcore. You can like, you can just like uh, again critically think about things, and. Right and really break it down you're like oh they're full of shit you know they don't really and then even just look at the history like they every president promises you stuff that they there there's no way they can deliver any of it like there's literally you know one thing is like it's not in their purview if you look if you actually read the constitution like they can't do it <laughs> exactly and then but- two and then two like it doesn't matter what they promise you because the Congress has to do most of the work. So like, yes, thank insane. you. Like you, you really just, I mean, anyone that if you, you just have to pay attention a little bit and read a little bit and, you know, listen to the news a little bit and, and you can really start to see it crack in front of you. You can, and you have to do something that um, you, you touched on just now in your answer, but a lot of people don't do it. It's you had to go listen to something that you didn't necessarily agree with. Yeah, that's tough. To get it to get a full rounded, a a well-rounded perspective, and then you could have your opinion. That's what a lot of people don't really understand about me is that um, when I like even down to the comedy, we start talking. You know what I'm saying? I can't just listen and watch black comedians. I have to listen to white comedians too, because you know what I'm saying? Jerry Seinfeld is just as important as a Patrice O'Neill. You know what I mean? Wow. Um, Ray Romano, of, like you gotta, yeah, you gotta listen. Right. 
those guys yeah. are super successful. Like you right. not to listen to them. Yeah. Exactly. And, but you never know until you go listen. And I think for me, when the shift came, it was, um, Maybe two years before my daughter was born, she was born in 07. Me and my daughter's mom, when we were together, we moved to Atlanta. And right before we moved, she bought me the book, Behold the Pale Horse by Bill Cooper. Mm -hmm. And I was already really militant. Um, I always knew, because you remember 1996, uh, they bombed the Olympics in Atlanta. Yes. Right? Yeah. And, and, yeah and, and they totally like railroaded. Richard Jewell. Or yeah. Was, have you seen that movie? That's a dope no, movie. No, I haven't, dude, but they totally hosed that guy. Yeah. And that's, but see, that's what you, when you look at the history, that's what America does. When they don't have the answer, they find a scapegoat, they put exactly. it all on them. And, and even down to Michael Vick, things like that. Like Michael Vick's not the only person fighting dogs. You don't think, and his, and, and the owner of his team knew that. Like, but they had to, they got to make an example. They have yeah. to. Yep. You know, so when I read that book, it kind of all the hazy things that I was like, because after they bombed the Olympics in 96, I was like, something's not right. You know what I'm saying? And then were, you, were, I, you, were you hard left or hard right at the time? You know what? To this day, I still don't know what side I was on. To yeah. be honest, all I knew oh, is that is that I loved listening. And that's, this is like 16, 17, 18 years old. My parents thought I had a problem. <laughs> I, you know, I would love going back and listening to uh, I would go to the library and just listen to Malcolm X speeches. Uh, I would listen to um, uh, people like Angela Davis, like all those prime uh characters from the 60s and 70s that were invoking change i learned so much i learned that like people talk about how the feds like they surveil people i you know, i didn't know that j edgar hoover had a file on martin luther king but he also had one on john lennon you know what i mean like john lennon was working with a lot of panthers you know what I'm saying? But anything they tell us today, they're going to be like, oh, the Panthers were anti-white. They hated white people. Like, no, they got a lot of help from that community. Though, and, and, and it's it was starting. I was starting to see the uh, what's the, the, the contradictions and what we're told. I started to ask questions at school. And once I started to see my teachers like kind of like uh we'll put a pin in that and come back to that like what no this is <laughs> this is yeah. right yeah. right it's, it's like so so when i when i read the book at at 25 it started to put the things together for me that i was looking about the missing pieces because i was i was listening to things like david ike and and things on uh it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a weird word now, but at the time for me, Illuminati and Satanism and, and all these things, I was like, man, how is the world running like this? There's no way that we're just uh, that's when I figured out that we're not electing presidents. We're selecting them and yeah. we're not doing it. Our vote oh. is just kind of a, 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 a democratic uh it's an exercise yeah, yeah that's yeah. the perfect word it's just and and but but you also see the other side the, the older that we get like nah we gotta we have to exercise that right 
if we do want to see some type of change. So there's always been like this. this well, maybe because if you truly believe that the president is selected and not elected, then it doesn't matter. Right. Right. But, so like but when it, you, go yeah. ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, so, uh, so Lysander Spooner uh, said that way back in the 1800s, like, like, just like 30 years after the constitution was actually uh, ratified, he was just like, he's like, this is defensive voting. You're just hoping you're just voting for people that, because you don't want the other guy. Like, right. this, this isn't a voluntary action. It's always lesser of two evils, and yeah, that's never like, a coincidence. Yeah, so this is nothing new. Like, what's happening now is not new. <laughs> like, this was right. happening, you know, 20, 30 years after the Constitution. That's right. exactly. That's why the Second Amendment is in the That's why it's an amendment. But you know what I learned? I learned at like 28, 29 that amendments are completely separate from laws. I didn't even know that. I, I, you know what I'm saying? Laws are set in stone. Amendments can be voted on and changed. You know what I mean? I yeah, but you have to have a significant, like you have to have a significant amount. Like I forget what it is, but uh, it's like two thirds of the states, right? Change it, like so. It doesn't happen normally, but but prohibition to, happens, right? So it, it can happen. But on my last episode, I was talking about laws versus rights with my with, well, one of my homeboys because he told me, and this is unheard of, he caught a weed charge and a gun charge, and he defended himself and beat both cases. And good on him, man. It's right, but it was because he had to take his ass to the law library, and he got and he got the full breadth, not just a public defender telling him because that's what he pointed out to me these are the little contradictions about our country i'm talking about where it's like you have to remember that the public defender yeah he's defending you but he still works for the state yeah yeah and if the state he, is he has, no he has no motivation to protect you <laughs> right and um and 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 i love i think you're like this too you we love movies oh yeah so do you remember law-abiding citizen oh yeah and all you know, what I'm saying, and what Jamie Foxx was saying in that movie is basically, it's not even about guilty or innocent. It's about conviction rates. Oh yeah. It, 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 what is it going to look like? Oh, I can, I can vouch for that. Completely. Oh yeah. Tell me oh, that. Yeah. Tell me about that. So I was a border patrol agent for nine years, and um, for three of those years, I think it was three years, I was a prosecution's agent. So I would go to. Huh. I would go to assistant U.S. attorneys and present cases to them and be like, hey, we caught this guy. He was smuggling three aliens. Uh, he was going northbound. He blah, blah, blah. This was the case. This is the time. This is the this is how it was pulled over. This was the agent that did it. Uh, and they were like, no, we're good. Mm. And they're like, what? Like, I just did my job. And yeah, they're, they're just like, yeah, no, no, we're no, we're not going to see that case. Uh, I'm sorry. We I just told you about a smuggling case that happened and they're like no no right because no. it's not right. coming. The, the, you know what their biggest thing was it wasn't coming into the country they were going out of the country what so that was like that that was like their big thing if it's going northbound to canada they didn't care they didn't they didn't want a piece of it because because it just didn't it didn't look good and then if they and then if you caught someone coming over the border technically if you re-entry after removal it's a usc 1326 it is actually a a felony right oh. so but unless you've had like three of them they won't prosecute you see 
And there's always that's you another just, thing I learned yeah. being in the military. Yeah, you just want to win. Oh, you're right. Convince. There's a loophole. Oh yeah. There's always a loophole. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. And and that's another thing that that as a dad, it's hard to prepare your kids for because it's like, just like you said, you 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 teach them golden rule. You want to yeah. treat others the way you want to be treated. But we also know that we live in a world that no one cares. No one cares how you feel. You go to work like uh, I think it was Colin Quinn. Um, I love him, too. Yeah. He's, he's um, on red, blue, a uh, red state, blue state. If you haven't seen that, go check that out. It's on. I think it's on Netflix now. But um, he was saying that we're not even in a democratic society when you're at work. That's totalitarianism. That's a dictatorship. You're not you're not voting if we're going to go on break, you know what I'm saying, or if we're going to get a 30 minute lunch or an out. No, you're either here or you're not. Then when you're at home, it's kind of tribal. It's not. a. You know what I'm saying? It's it, it's it's a it's a hierarchy. I'm dad, your mom, you guys are the kids. Then when you're then when you're in uh, out in society, it's not it, we're never really Democrats or, or in a Democratic situation until until we're voting everything else it's just like anywhere else you have to conform if you say the wrong thing over here i can treat this person great that does not guarantee that they're going to treat me good it just means nine times out of ten i'm gonna get shitted on and, and you know what i'm saying so sometimes yeah. we call people assholes but they're assholes because they actually know how the world works no you're not gonna do that to me no you're not gonna say this and that to me because yeah. it, it, and so it's hard to have like a situation where i pissed off a lot of people when when i told them um you guys are being played with this with this gun with this gun regulation thing. And they're like, oh, you don't think we need regulation? Like, no, I didn't say that. You didn't even hear what I just said because they are manipulating you with your emotions because they know we all got kids. We all go to school. Oh, yeah. you, know, you know what I'm saying? That all go to school. And I told my homegirl, I was like, there's a reason why that didn't happen in New York or Chicago or California where there's gang activity and they're using guns. They did that in Texas where they have the most lenient gun laws and yeah there it happened there was a mass shooting in new york there was there was and, and i think they did oklahoma oklahoma happened after texas but think about the last time you you when's the last time you sat down and was like oh let's talk about gun rights you don't ever talk about that until the media puts that in front of you and oh, yeah, and they like they just shove it down your throat every right, you know every right. fifteen minutes. Yeah, and, and the same thing with uh with the racism. Like when when uh Trayvon Martin gets killed by this guy George Zimmerman. Yeah. George Zimmerman, yeah, I guess you could say that's white. But for years, it had a split down the middle when that wasn't even the issue. The issue was not black and white. The issue was law enforcement. So once you have, once you can break things down to their simplest form, then you can have the conversation. But I don't think people's emotions allow them to do that. You get caught up in, oh man, how is this going to affect me? This is, this is, this is, this is, this is an outrage. Like it, it is, but it isn't because you weren't outraged about it 
until it was brought to your attention. Until someone shoved it down your throat every 15 minutes. Yeah. Right. And even like Trayvon Martin, did you see the documentary on that? Yeah, man. Oh my God. The cops like, like made up witnesses. Like it was insane. Like, I don't like, uh, I was blown away. I had no idea. Like, like that woman that, that testified wasn't really his girlfriend. It was like a stand in for his girlfriend. Yeah. Like, yeah, they did some really hinky stuff. Think about this, bro. To me, that wasn't even a racial issue. Like that, that guy, like, like Trayvon and they kept showing like baby pictures of this kid. Like when right. he was 18 when it happened and he was, what did they, what was he, like six foot four, you know, 180 pounds. Like he was, it's not like he was a, a tiny kid. Like, and he was pounding the hell out of Zimmerman. I mean, should he have shot him? Probably not. I mean, I don't think Trayvon would have killed him, but I and, mean, I mean, and, the question and, is like, do you have the right to defend yourself if you think you're going to die? Like, but see, but see, but see before that, and see, this is why I love to have these conversations because yeah. that's a great point. Yeah. That's, but see, if he would have been doing his job, he would have never even seen Trayvon. You because I'm Bill Burr says this. Yeah. And I love this example because it's kind of it's it, you can use it for anything. He was talking about uh Chris Brown and Rihanna and and talking about domestic violence. He was like he he was like when fire when firemen come put a fire out they don't just put the fire out and leave they dig through the debris what started the fire yeah oh it was this oily rag the oily rag in the Trayvon Martin situation is once you see this kid really isn't doing anything go on about your business you don't you don't keep you're not the police oh, yeah. amen yeah. you are not the police you and you 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 got into it and he was and he overtook you because he you didn't expect for that to happen. But if you would have left him alone, yeah, that, then you don't have that situation where you have to defend yourself. Agreed. You you go on about your business. Now then you get to your point. Now once you're in it, yeah, you gotta you you have to defend yourself. But okay, so I'm not I'm not defending George on this one. But I know you're not. I know you're not. Okay, so if he's just following him and we don't know what happened really, right? Like like we just only they do yeah exactly like we by what george said so if george is telling the truth right like he just followed him and then all of a sudden trayvon turns around pounces on him and starts pounding the shit out of him like okay like then okay if if george was behind him talking shit and you know and critical thinking tells you him yeah i mean like like, it probably was he there was probably some words beforehand you know what i mean it wasn't probably. It's yeah. not probably because you have to think about this because right? you you're you're big on critically thinking, in a in a neighborhood like that, like I like right now, like a few months ago because of because uh, of my parents' health, I moved back to the house. Mm-hmm. I grew up in the house that they live in. Like literally, when I was born, this is the home that I came God, home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I take walks all the time. I walk, run, do my cardio. And and there's plenty of people in this same neighborhood that just moved in and they look (laughs) at me when I'm taking walks like what is this black dude walking around my neighborhood for? And it's like, you hold on. Seriously? It's right. See, oh but, and, and see, now now we're going to get into kind of the cultural thing. Yeah. This is why black people are so sensitive, though, Brendan, because. I could just if I 
I remember one night Thanksgiving, this is like four years ago. My parents have a green box, just so you know what I'm saying, the electrical box that sits out and you know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. The yeah. Street. And uh as we grew up, that was the meeting spot. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We hang out on the green box. I think every neighborhood does that. Now, this one particular uh Thanksgiving night, me and my brother are outside. He's on their porch and he's smoking. I'm sitting out there talking on the phone and I'm smoking. And we keep seeing these white kids on bikes. And like, but they're going, it's like they always they they got book bags on and they got hoodies on. But I know that they're white kids because we're the only black family in this neighborhood. Yeah. And it's they're riding right past me. I can see them. Yeah. Now it's it's nighttime. This is Thanksgiving night. As I'm sitting on the green box, a sheriff's car pulls up and just shines the light in my face. And I'm like, what are you doing? So me being aware, I get up and I start to walk across my lawn to get on my porch because, you know, whatever you do, you can't walk up here without a reason. I want to know why you shine. And as they, and as they drove by, they put the light on my brother and he is not calm like me. <laughs> he snapped. He was like, what the fuck are y'all doing? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, is your, And that's when they got out and they started. It took an hour and a half for us to get them to leave because they were saying me and my brothers, me and my brother fit the description. There's, there's um, two people breaking into cars uh, around the neighborhood. And we're telling them like, dog, we've been here all night. We've been here all day. It's Thanksgiving, but we have seen these two white kids riding around on bikes. Have you seen them? Cause the way you came, they just went that opposite way. You had to pass right by them. <laughs> yes. And now, and they're arguing to the point where I had to tell my brother to go inside. One of the cops is putting his hand on the pistol. And I'm asking him like, what are you doing? Jesus. What are you doing? He was like, you guys are, are yelling. I'm like, you're, we're yelling at you because it's a, it's Thanksgiving night. It's 1130 and you're yelling at us. My dad had to come outside and he was like, um, they don't have to steal nothing. So what are you really here for? Are you bothering them just because they were outside? You know what I'm saying? And every day, every day, without fail, when I'm walking through the neighborhood, I get these weird looks like I'm not supposed to be walking around my own neighborhood. And and it's it, it's almost like that Ahmad Arbery situation. I could get shot. Just taking a run and they would be justified because the people that don't know about us because they're new. Yeah. They think, oh, well, I'm the neighborhood watch. No, you're not. You are not that you are whatever you supposed to. You protect your family inside your house. You can't. You are not the police. If you're that scared, which you shouldn't be from somebody just walking around. That's a you thing, man. You have a problem because I can't call the police just because it's a white person walking around. That doesn't even make sense to me. But black people don't do that. And if we did do that, everybody would be like, what's their problem? Like, well, yeah, we're just doing it because you do it to us. But we don't ever do that shit. The, and, and it's it's rough because I have to go out of my way. And this is what I tell other black people. I have to go out. of. That's why this episode is so significant to me. It's unexpected. 
you yeah. have to just bill burr said this too you gotta fuck with everybody <laughs> you're about the lotion about being ashy and shit like he was he would have never known that if, yeah. he, if he would have yeah like oh shit i'm ashy you know what i'm saying like but but it's it's on that level yeah but when it it's always always that's the base of our riff culturally i well, feel like we, we talked yeah. about this we talked about this because mm -hmm. i i it blew me away. Like you said that, Oh, like I was working at someone's house and they, you know, were treating me different. And I was like, yep. I was like, what, what, like, why? <laughs> like, yep. like, I, like I didn't grow up that way. Like, and it blows my mind when stuff like that happens. Like, uh, uh, so, uh, and I think I told you, like, I live by the asshole test, right? Like it, I don't care what color you are. If you're right. an asshole, you're an asshole. And exactly. I don't, I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to associate with you. You you can just leave my life. Like I, you, you don't, you don't fit with me. We will Ex not drive. Exactly. So, um, so when you tell me that stuff like this, like I believe you, uh, and, right. and but like it, it's still like, it's, it's, it's hard to believe. Hard, it, it's hard to accept. You know what I mean? Like it's like, because it, you're it, not that person because you're not yeah. the person that would do that. You know what well, I mean? For sure. Like, no way. Like, I wouldn't, uh, you know, I wouldn't, no, I wouldn't even dream of it. <laughs> like, Dude, let, can I tell you a quick story? Yeah. Uh, maybe about 10 years ago, I, uh, it, it helped me. And this is what I try and tell uh, black people all the time. Uh, you, us, we, as people, as human beings, you have the responsibility. It's unspoken, but it's a responsibility. You're supposed to be shattering the perception that people have of you and your people. You know what I mean? So one day I'm at the gas station and I'm running late and I'm behind this guy who all, you know what I'm saying? Just at this particular time, he wants every lotto card. He, uh, wants, he, he, he doesn't know what kind of cigarettes I'm he wants. A number 23, a number 24. No, no, yeah. no, no. Two of the twenties. No, hold on. And, and I got this one right here. Can you, can you cash this one out for me? And, uh, and, and, and but he's 10. I think I won on one of them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and I'm behind him and I don't think that I'm being an asshole. But in in retrospect, I was because I'm yeah. back there. I'm not saying hurry up, but with you're all smiling, my right, yeah. And he and he turned around and he looked at me, and I could see his face. So he's yeah. an older white dude. Yeah. At the time, I'm a younger black dude. Yeah. But at the, and 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 I tell people this story, and they do not believe that my shirt changed the world. My uh, I had on a Jimi Hendrix shirt. Get out. And. And on this, and, and the picture was just Jimmy smiling, but all you saw it was two rows of girls on the sides of him, but all you could see was their titties. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And when the guy looked me in my face, and then he looked, I saw him look down at my shirt. He looked back at me, and he just turned around. Okay, so I kind of felt like he was telling me with his eyes, like, stop being an asshole. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. So he, he finishes his transaction. I pay for my gas. I go back to my car and it just so happens on the other side, on that same pump is <laughs> that guy. And he walks away from his truck and he's coming to me and I, in my mind, I'm doing, I'm being prejudiced. I'm prejudging. <laughs> I'm like, man, and and excuse me, but this is exactly what I said. Man, what this car is gonna tell me, man? Uh, I was gonna say honky. 
<laughs> That's a Bill Burr word. He wants to yeah. bring it back so bad. <laughs> Hell yeah. Great word. And Whitey. He's like, Whitey. <laughs> oh, man. So, I, what am I? I don't know if I should say this. I think you should. Uh, Jim's grandfather's nickname was Whitey. <laughs> Dang. Dang. And that's, isn't that like a cultural well, thing? Name, like, and I don't know. I hope it wasn't a racial thing. He, hey, he was a uh, he. Was, that's how I knew him. I don't even know his real name. That's how that, I knew him. It was that's a, that's a lesson right there. Because yeah. for y'all, it wasn't a racial thing. No, it was just his nickname. But if somebody would have came around and they're too, he might have been one of the racist sons of bitches I know. I don't know. Like, could have been. I never but, dealt with it. You know, that that's way. not how you knew him. And you can no. only deal yeah. with people oh, based on how you experience them. And yeah. I think that as a society, because we have the media, because we have all these, because uh, especially with social media, we're taking these we're regurgitating what other people are saying about people that we've never met, that we've never interacted with. You might've just bumped into somebody who, who he, he isn't racist, but he might've had a bad day. And, <laughs> right, and, right. and the people that was the cause of his bad day just happened to be not his color. So maybe just, maybe you just in the wrong place at the wrong time with the right person. And they let you have it. But everything isn't black and white, literal or figurative like that. So what that guy ended up telling me, Brendan, and this changed my perception, and I hope I did this for him. He ended up talking to me for like 15 minutes and telling me, hey, man, when I saw your shirt, that shit took me back to Vietnam. And I was thinking he told me all these things and started to he was using the word brothers, like the guys that he was in with and talking, you know what I'm saying? And I was like, see, I was about to let my preconceived ideas make it to where he couldn't even come over here and talk to me. If I would have been like, man, what the fuck? What, what the hell you want to say to me? What you want, Greg? Right. Right. <laughs> then for the rest after that, from that point on, he was going he going to himself. He's like, you know what? I'm never trying again. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? True. And 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 for me, or he was, or he might have just thought, hey stupid kid, come on, man. Like right. Like, I don't know. Like I but, hope you know, but yeah, I'm I'm glad you played it the way you did. <laughs> yeah, because nine times out of ten, I know for me, it changed my perception because I'm thinking all old white guys are mm -hmm. racist. There's yeah. no, it's in the if you look up racist, it's just gonna be an old ass white dude. But old black dudes are racist. You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes they're racist against black people. Oh, have I yeah. got a story for you? <laughs> Talk about it. I want to hear it. All right, folks, we're leaving it there. Uh, I really hope you enjoyed part one. Part two is coming next week. Uh, let me know what you think. I, God, I had so much fun <laughs> doing this episode. So, Brendan at dadsww.com or, you know, can't stand it, hate mail at dadsww.com. Look forward to hearing from you. Stay tuned next week. The next uh, part two is coming out. So, See you then. Thanks for listening. Dads Worldwide. Loyal listeners, possibly you.